Welcome to the Domestic Fuelcast, a podcast devoted to news and information about alternative fuels and energy, produced and hosted by Zimcom New Media. An aerospace engineer and author best known for his advocacy of exploring Mars has been getting some publicity lately for his very down-to-earth suggestions for energy independence. Dr. Robert Zubrin has outlined his plan in a book called Energy Victory. My book, Energy Victory, uh, explains how we can uh, defeat the oil cartel and why we must. It lays out a plan to break their stranglehold on the world economy, to cut off the funding stream for terrorism, which is what comes from the oil cartel, um, to stop them from corrupting our government, which they are heavily engaged in doing, uh, and to uh, effectively transfer about a trillion dollars a year that is now going to the oil cartel to wreck this mischief to the world's farmers instead, um, both uh, farmers in this country and in many other countries as well. Zubrin says the basic point of his plan is simple. Congress can break the oil cartel with a stroke of a pen simply by passing a law mandating that all new cars sold in the United States, not made, sold in the United States, be flex fuel that is able to run on either alcohol or gasoline. And um, what this would do is it would put 50 million cars on the road in the United States within three years capable of running on E85. Today, there are less than 6 million flex fuel vehicles on the road in the U.S., and only about 1,500 pumps that dispense fuel containing up to 85% ethanol, and those are concentrated mainly in the Midwest. And this would be a sufficient market to create the fuel distribution infrastructure. Right now, if you own a, a gas station and you've got three pumps, you're not going to de- dedicate one of them to a kind of fuel that hardly any of the cars can use. But if we had this, within three years, 30% of the cars that are actively being driven would be capable of running on alcohol. The E85 pumps would go up everywhere, but not just in this country, all over the world. Because if we had a mandate of this kind, that would force all the foreign car manufacturers to turn their cars into flex fuel lines. All the Japanese car makers, they're not going to write off the American market. They'll just switch their whole line over to flex fuel. The European car makers, so cars being sold in India and in Kenya and everywhere, would all be flex fueled, and gasoline would be forced to compete at the pump against ethanol and methanol produced uh, by any number of sources in any number of ways all over the world. And this is how we stop Hugo Chavez, for example, from sending the price of oil up to $200 a barrel, which is what he has now declared he wants to do. While some may find the concept of a mandate to sell only flex fuel vehicles unpleasant, Zubrin says it would create a freedom of fuel choice for consumers and could end up helping the economies of third world countries in the process. Flex fuel cars can run on either gasoline or uh, ethanol, and it's up to the consumer to decide which one is advantageous to him. What we're really doing here is opening up the market. Now, I believe that at least within a a few years of of having a flex fuel mandate, we probably would have a larger market in this country for ethanol than American farmers can meet. That's great. That means the farmers here can produce all the ethanol they can make and sell it all, and we would still have market share left over for uh, Latin America. We could drop our tariff barriers against uh, Brazilian ethanol, and uh, ethanol could be produced by growing sugar in Haiti and other Caribbean countries. So instead of desperate immigrants coming in from these places because there is no jobs and no work and no economy, we could buy third-world agricultural produce uh, or ethanol made from it. 
Zubrin explains why he believes it's so necessary for America to break free from our dependency on foreign oil. In 1972, we paid $4 billion for our oil imports. Last year, we paid $260 billion. That's up a factor of 60 in the past 30 years. The, the, the $4 billion we paid in 1972 was 1.2% of our defense budget. The amount we paid last year was equal to half of our defense budget. And if the oil price stays where it is, we're going to be paying almost the same for foreign oil as we're paying for our whole national defense. And the Saudis are using this money to promote terrorism. So this is what we're subsidizing. We are paying for a war against ourselves. Zubrin says mandating that all vehicles sold in the U.S. be flex fuel is better than subsidies for ethanol production and better than mandating supply, which is what the renewable fuel standard in the energy bill does. The bill had a good provision in it. It had a flex fuel mandate, albeit one that was phased in over a time period longer than I would choose. But it was taken out by Trent Lott because he was lobbied by Nissan, a Japanese car maker, because they said this bill would benefit American car makers too much because, in point of fact, the American car makers are ahead of their foreign competition in, in flex fuel technology. And so in order not to benefit the American auto industry, Trent Lott took that provision out. Of course, he, the people he was really benefiting was, were our Saudi enemies. According to Zubrin, the nation's leadership is ultimately responsible for making us less dependent on foreign sources of energy. We have to decide that we want to be our own masters. I mean, the real question that everyone needs to put to their politicians, in particular the people that are running for president, is which side are they on? I mean, because after all, in whose interest is it that American cars not be flex-fueled? In whose interest is it that American consumers not be given a choice between what the Saudis are, are, are selling and what Hugo Chavez is selling and what American farmers are selling? Okay? I'm saying let's just give the people a choice. Okay? It's clearly in the American people's interest to have that choice. It's in the interest of people all over the world to have that choice, to break this monopoly. And so the question for Hillary Clinton and the question for Barack Obama and Mr. McCain uh, has to be, which side are they on? And they've got to tell them, look, this, is, this has gone on long enough. You know, in 1973, we were 30% dependent on foreign oil. Now we're 60% dependent. In the same time, Brazil, which has had an ethanol policy, went from 80% to zero. We want to see some leadership here. This is the most important issue affecting our national security and our economic well-being. Zubrin's book, Energy Victory, is available from Amazon.com or on his website, energyvictory.net. I'm Cindy Zimmerman. You've been listening to the Domestic Fuel Cast, the official podcast of DomesticFuel.com. Check out the website daily for the latest good news about the alternative energy industry.